subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. There's still a lot of quarterbacks out there right now that haven't found a home or at least committed to a home at this point in time. And we were speculating on what KJ Jefferson is going to do with his future at this point in time. I'd say there's probably at least quarter 10 quarterbacks in the portal that people perceive to be better than him. Now you find a situation, you find a situation that's set for you. I know there's been people advocating for him to end up in Fort Worth with Kendall Bryles at TCU. Some have said back home to Mississippi with Jeff Lebby at Mississippi state. Big C brought up LSU earlier. I am curious what LSU will do when Jaden Daniels leaves for the NFL draft because you think about they brought him in from Arizona State two years ago he was okay last year he was spectacular this year the Heisman Trophy winner I mean do you think Kelly would even consider because Taylor Green evidently was on LSU's list or at least he was getting contacted by him I don't know how if it was just them reaching out I don't know if they really were interested in them but I would think LSU's probably going to have to go after a marquee quarterback in the portal at this point is KJ a marquee quarterback? And that's a and that's a good question. It's a fair question to ask. I don't know if again he just has one year, right? Jaden had two. Um, there's other quarterbacks out there with two or three to this point. I wouldn't think Brian Kelly would go after just a guy with one year. And maybe we're making too much out of again an offensive line that didn't give him any favors. And that offense is is less pro style. There's RPO feature Daniels. We got to remember Daniels had over a thousand rushing yards this year, so maybe there's more there's more thought yeah. to that actually working. J.D. Daniels, y'all had literally uh, fifty touchdowns and five thousand total yards running and throwing. I'm thinking, oh, there's no way you can run for a thousand rushing yards in this league anymore, like Tebow, like Mad, some other guys did back in the day. Daniels proved you can still do that in 2023, so maybe that offense is more tailored for KJ than we actually think. Tyler in Mountain View on the McClarty Daniel Highline said, surely he's an option for TCU with Kendall Browns and that connection. I I would think if that was the landing spot, maybe you would already know that, hear that. I would think that, you know, putting the money together, they would have they would have had that figured out. But, you know, we got to remember, it's not just, hey, I like you, you like me, let's play football. There's now all these financial considerations that have to be dealt with as well. And who knows if, you know, Browns really wants KJ. I mean, well, he knows the good and the bad. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, TCU's offense was not what people thought it was going to be this year. So some have advocated for a change in Fort Worth in terms of the quarterback position. So maybe there is some truth to that. And like you said, the, the good and bad people know that. Byron texts in from Rogers on the McCarty Dino hotline. He says the coaches and fans care about the name on the front of the jerseys. He thinks the players only care about the name on the back of the jersey. That is the issue at this point. Byron, I don't 100% agree with you. I think that's more prevalent now than it's ever been. But there's a lot of Arkansas players across the board in sports that care about being an Arkansas Razorback to this point. They didn't initially, again, grow up here necessarily, but they have really embraced being a Razorback whether they're in-state or out-of-state. You'll still find that in college sports, but I will agree with you. It's probably not as important as, say, it was 10, 20, definitely 30 years ago. It's just it's a change in the times we're playing in. Yeah, and uh, really in the last five years, we've seen more change in college football. And how it's, I'm not talking about on the field. I'm just talking about the sport in general with NIL and Transfer Portal than any of us have seen in our lifetimes. And I don't care if you're... 85 listening or 25 listening, this is um, you know, what we used to think, and that's that's the problem. Our opinions are still stuck in 10 years ago on a lot of things, and we got to yeah. got to evolve, and we don't want to because I don't think we all believe what's going on is great for the sport. Jason from Mountain View 
says that when it comes to KJ Jefferson, he believes it's all about the money at this point. He has one year left. Like you said, he's not a pro. Can you blame him for that? If he doesn't have a future in the National Football League, wouldn't it behoove him and the future of his life to make the best fiscal decision possible? And if it's not in Fayetteville, to move on somewhere else again? I think from a football standpoint, KJ would be best served by staying at Arkansas in terms of if he wants to make it to the last next level. From a money standpoint, there's no question it would be in his best interest to move on at this point in time if he expects to make... Again, I don't think he's going to get that figure that we brought up earlier near seven, but you never know in today's world of college sports. Heck, I don't know what's going on in Nebraska right now. Matt Rule seems to have some things going. It looks like Kyle McCord, Ohio State quarterbacks, get in there. They've got an official visit with one of the best quarterbacks coming out of high school, Dylan Rayola, who's committed to Georgia and now is suddenly going to take this official visit to Nebraska. I think, he's, I think his dad played there in the 90s, if I remember that right, but you wouldn't think that would still, again, have enough being what Georgia is in the college football world right now, but... There's rumors swirling about that Nebraska's really sunk money into their NIL program, and if Rule gets that thing going, there you have it. I mean, it's it would be a, not necessarily because, again, the great tradition that Nebraska's had recently, because they haven't had any, but it would be the NIL facet of all this. Well, and I think that's central to a lot of it because, as you said with KJ, if you've only got a year left, why wouldn't you go for the most money? I mean... And you might go for a little less if it's close to where your family can easily get to you and all that. But I'm telling you, anymore, these schools have travel allowances and travel budgets for players. And I think if if we really knew every detail of some of these uh, arrangements, we would really shake our heads. So, you know, I just wonder where all the money comes from sometimes. Rocket Sanders had a visit to South Carolina this weekend. He posted a couple things on social media. Single A and Danville asked where he's going to land. I know that could be a popular opinion that he ends up going to Columbia for Shane Beamer, maybe KJ Jefferson. Pixie, I know you brought up the idea of them being a package deal. I do wonder if they both move on somewhere together because there was speculation from 247 Sports that KJ would end up at South Carolina. Rocket Sanders was just at South Carolina. Trey Knox transferred to South Carolina. The Dow Loggins connection. If there's anything substantial there that they could all end up going to South Carolina. It would be kind of interesting to see those guys go way out east at this point. The furthest, I guess, furthest east school in the SEC to this point. John Big C, I'm sorry. Yeah, probably Big C, I brought you up. Yeah, man, I I think there's some truth to that. I mean, Rocket Sanders, I don't know how close him and KJ were, but it must be pretty cool to see, you know, just play with a familiar face, a familiar running back, and you mentioned Trey Knox as well. South Carolina needs a quarterback, and they need to improve that offensive line as well if, if, if KJ's going to thrive in that offense. They were, yeah, they were bad. They were bad, too. That's a good point. Uh, Dennis and Springdale text in on the McClarty Daniel hotline say, it's time to turn the page to a new chapter. I do wonder when it comes to that new page you're talking about, I don't even think Jacoby Criswell is a part of this conversation that we're having on, on any any topic when it comes to who's the Arkansas quarterback next year. It's just been KJ and now Taylor Green. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone discuss Jacoby Criswell no. being a factor for this starting quarterback next year. Taylor Green's all. the new toy. He's, he's the new thing. So, I mean, it's the shiniest thing, but I think we're probably all missing the boat. I think that's a, that's a good point to bring up or a good conversation piece because I don't think Criswell's anywhere close to out of the mix for, for being your quarterback. What would prevent him from leaving if he feels like that he's not even going to get a shot, especially if KJ stays? Because I don't think is there's... he a graduate? I believe he is, right? I think so at this point. I think he's at a, at, that, at a point in, in a point of his year where he would either be close to it or is at it. I would Which think... Which is important from the transfer from rules the, perspective. Correct, because you get one free transfer undergrad and then as many as you want to as a graduate. I would think, again, that he is at that point. What's to prevent him? If, if KJ decides to stay, why would he stay? If, if Taylor Green signs with Arkansas and KJ Jefferson says, you know what, I'm going to compete for this job. And Colby's third string like, automatically, right? That, at least from our standpoint. So why would he stay? Yeah. 
to be a third-string quarterback. Probably maybe won't. he's not with Petrino. Maybe in Petrino's mind, he's not. I, 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 I'm just searching for answers yeah. to your question, you know, other than you're right, you know. So, um, but you're from, from the standpoint of, Chris, well, if you don't think you're going to get on the field, the reason you left North Carolina, North Carolina is to get on the field. You go somewhere to get on the field. I mean, so it's, you know, it's pretty simple. But I, I haven't seen anything from KJ, and I don't know enough about Taylor Green. Why can't Chris Will compete with him? He's been stuck behind really, really good quarterbacks at North Carolina. I don't think that's the situation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a definite drop-off from Sam Howell and Drake May to Taylor Green and K.J. Jefferson. That's just, unfortunately, where uh, you would love to have guys that are you think are NFL quarterbacks on the roster right now. Maybe Taylor Green ultimately ends up that. Maybe we see something crazy, crazy from K.J. if he stays here that he transformed. I just, again, we saw the Dan Enos offense not work him and kj didn't mesh i don't know the intricate details of the differences of petrino and enos but i would su- uh, ex- suspect that there's similarities and i don't know why it would work with petrino and it wouldn't work with enos you come where i'm getting that if they run and again petrino we've seen with lamar jackson and other stuff he he's adjusted some things but why would it work with KJ Jefferson, or why would it work with Petrino and not Enos if it's KJ Jefferson there? What are the differences? I don't know. Well, I'm not behind the scenes and well, I every little detail, but that is a question I've I've asked myself when it comes to those offense and that meshing. Oh, hopefully, the answer is because the offensive That's line was exactly better under was Petrino. <laughs> hopefully, that is the answer. That you know, all things won't be equal because some upgrades on the offensive line makes what Enos was dealing with a, a much different situation. And speaking of the offensive line, you did have a couple guys announce that they are coming back to campus at this point in time. I know we continue to see that. Tykeus Crawford, Patrick Kudis announcing they're coming back. Also, Marion Harris. And it looks like Tyrell Bronin just posted a uh, an emoji of a surfboard and a bunch of pictures in Arkansas gear. So the expectation, I, it's hard yeah. to read. It just nowadays... Hey, I'm coming back or something. Now, now guys are just like posting these cryptic messages or weird stuff, and you don't know. It's like, or they're less cryptic than we think. Yeah, it's you know? like, oh, are you coming back? Are you staying put? But that is at least from an offensive line standpoint. I mean, you can't get worse than you were last year, right? Oh, it can always get worse. Yeah. You think offensively from a, a line standpoint that it could get worse? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. not putting an offensive line out there. Just like, at all? Well, yeah. well, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're going to play with uh, what would that be six players at that point? We're telling them to stand. But we've talked about it again. Like Andrew Shambley, for example, is a redshirt freshman. If I remember that correctly, surely he's not going to get worse as a redshirt sophomore. Surely Patrick Kudis, I think, was a redshirt sophomore. Is not going to get worse. Here's what as you, a redshirt. You junior. do have young players that were probably not equipped for this past season that do have that game experience. So you're right from that standpoint. It shouldn't, it should not be worse. But, you know, when you say it can't get worse, that's when, you, you know, it gets things worse. Do, do get worse. Yeah. Uh, got a couple text here more on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Rusty thinks that Jacoby Criswell will factor into being the starter quarterback because he has a cannon. I will say the two touchdowns I throw, saw Jacoby throw this year were pretty cool. I mean, he was rolling out on one and he threw a bullet to another. Uh, he found also Andrew Armstrong at a fade route. That was a great throw. So we've seen glimpses. We just don't necessarily, I don't know if it's fair to him because we never even bring him up as a potential starter this next year. You haven't, I haven't. I don't think anyone on this show thinks outside of Rusty that he's even going to be a factor next year. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he pushes Taylor if KJ stays. If he be, is a starting quarterback, great. I don't care who it is. I just want it's a guy that hopefully gives this team a chance to be not just bowl eligible, but more than that next year. Chris is in Fayetteville this morning on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Chris, welcome in on a Tuesday. Hey man, I got a couple things to say. Shoot. One, I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Every day he keeps his mouth shut, hurting the team, hurting the state, hurting the fans. Sick of it. Gotta go. I don't care where he goes. I want to play him next year. And second, I'm talking to you. You're the boss, aren't you? Yeah, some days. Well, I want you too. 
I'm a listener, I'm a fan. Sick of seeing this crap, man. All some webcams up in there. When I'm chewing y'all out, I want to see some reactions. I need some webcams. The web- I don't want to sit here and look at a phone well, number I- all three hours. You have a uh, you have a valid point. Blame Derek Ruskin and Zach Arnes. Yeah, or, yeah. Who can we who can we pass the money? We are that is uh, that is one thousand percent. You are a thousand percent right. Uh, we are we have a plan that we got to execute on that. But, they, they have not. And I'll be honest yet. with you. I'll be honest with you. We're lucky to have what we have right now. Um, it, you know, it's a long story that no one else cares about. But a, you're right, and b, uh, we do have a plan to execute and get back to doing cameras and chris i it's not intentional it's it's uh it's just a technical and time thing yeah uh blame Derek ruskin and zach arnes yeah, if you're gonna find if you're gonna place the blame on anyone at this point uh to his point about kj uh again two years ago 2021 you go nine and four, right? It was awesome. No one was complaining about KJ. Everyone was excited. He had a good offense. Number, I think, number one in FBS in Power Five rushing. And then the following year, you go seven and six. Injuries derailed kind of the season to a certain extent. Had some close losses last year. We know four and eight, one SEC win, right? And I know KJ should shoulder some of the blame because he wasn't great this year. Even even when given time, he wasn't great. He didn't adapt to the you know offense like many were hoping he would. And there were some times he just didn't feel like he was fully there as a starting quarterback. And if you're going to be a starting quarterback in this league, at this university, you have to give 110%. Because if you don't, you don't have the luxury that the Alabama quarterback, the LSU quarterback, the Georgia quarterback, if you have an off game, if you're not giving it full out, then other guys can pick you up. You have to do more as the quarterback at the University of Arkansas than a lot of other SEC schools. I hope Taylor knows that coming in. I hope Jacoby Criswell knows that if he ends up getting the start next year because you're deficient in other areas. And unfortunately for us, KJ wasn't the KJ that we thought he could be. And maybe we overexpected of him this year. Isn't it ironic that someone whose phone we couldn't understand Calls in and complains about a technical issue here at the radio yeah. station when we couldn't understand his phone call. We were that is funny. That is kind of ironic, I guess. Yeah. We uh, we at some point, Chris, <laughs> I did, what I heard and what I took away from that conversation is Chris wants to see our beautiful faces and not just a graphic at some point of well, the, the show. As Lord of the Manor, we are working mm. on that. So. Yes. All right. Let's talk to Jimmy and Conway, who's on the McClarty Daniel Hot on. Jimmy, welcome in. Top of the morning to you, fellas. Hey, I got to agree with that last caller to some extent. Did you hear uh, that last caller? Because we couldn't hear the last caller. I'm talking about his opinion of KJ needs to stand up and say, I'm a hog and I'm staying or get out of here. This crap of not saying anything to me is hurting. It's hurting us. But but doesn't it seem like we're, we're, we're making a plan? We're... We're plowing the field in a different direction, and if you know, I don't think we're hold, I don't think we're sitting here waiting on him. We're we're gonna find a date to go to prom with, with him or without him. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, hey, but so if he won't be him. here, he needs to go. I think he checked out last year, but he doesn't have a place he to go. Not. Is what I'd say. Well, hey, somebody will take him, and then when he's done in college, good luck in Canada. Is what I'd say. You know, Jimmy, why do you? Hey. You obviously are, are allowed to have an opinion. Why do you think it's hurting Arkansas football right now that he's still on campus? Out of curiosity, he, he was a captain, and if he wants to be here, if he wants to stay, he needs to say, "I'm a hog through and through. I'm going to be here. Let's build this together." And then might bring in some other guys. Might get some guys out of the portal. I want to play with KJ. Let's get this train rolling. But no, he, he's staying quiet. He's waiting for offers. I, I think that's what he's doing. He's looking for the best offer. He hasn't got what he wants yet, so he's staying quiet. Well, I think we've... And to me, that's just dirty. That's a, a, about as bad, and I'm going to touch on this, too. Poopaw going to old Tiss? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. That That's traitorous yeah. to me. Traitorous. <laughs> you want to go somewhere else? Good go. We don't word, go somewhere too. like that. Yeah. I just... I can't, I can't deal with that. Well, I mean, I, I think your your thought on KJ, Jimmy, is that, you know, 
I don't know, maybe a little out there to, to assume a guy's working for the highest bidder while wearing his Gucci shoes, driving his Corvette. I don't know that that's really what's going on here. Sarcasm implied. I mean, Jimmy, do you, do you blame him if he doesn't? Let me ask, do you think he has an NFL opportunity? Do you think that's going to happen for him, Jimmy? I don't I don't think so, no. Okay, so on that note. I don't think he knows the ball well enough. Okay, no. so on that line of thinking, his, college, his, his football career most likely, at least – professionally or maybe or at least in collegiately it's going to be over after this year wouldn't it be in his best interest if arkansas is thinking that they're going to move on for him for him to find the best fit for him financially this next season so he can recoup and make as much money as possible for potentially his highest salary that he's ever going to make is that in in, in that in his best interest to do that i would say that well, we got to get some guys some phones this morning. Uh, well, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy we, I know what you're going to say was really smart. So sorry we couldn't yeah, hear it. Knocked out at this point. Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian dining room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Got a chance to meet Wyant for the first time this weekend, Tommy. She offered to make me mac and cheese, Bruce, mm-hmm. and I politely declined. She tried to give me uh, a platter of it to bring to you, and I said, I don't know if Tommy would know how to heat this, so I, I just left it at home, but she, she was... She was ready to give you some mac and cheese. Oh man, Tommy, bring would, it to me. Tommy would eat it. I uh, I would be as respectful as possible and poli- politely. Decline. I'm sure she was as impressed as it sounds like you are. So, oh, I was. In, 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 she was in, not in probably. So it was funny <laughs> as well, I met her in the BOK Center. A little background story and. I was wondering, Bruce sent me his location where he was. It really wasn't hard to pick up the <laughs> one guy in Tennessee Orange yeah. in the entire arena. I could spot him from legitimately 20 sections like away. like he just come in from his tree stand yeah. to the basketball <laughs> game. He's picking up litter on the highway. Yeah, it, one was, or the other. it was not difficult whatsoever. Well, I would guess you and your Tennessee Orange, they are going to be featured in the Pradco Pyramid of Power based on what they've done mm-hmm. so far this season. So let's go ahead and get into that. Who are the best basketball teams in the SEC? SEC! SEC! Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. You know, you've only got two teams that are even ranked in the SEC right now. Bad. It is, um, this league is not getting off to the start it needs right now. I've got those two teams that are ranked in the polls at the top of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. I have Kentucky one and Tennessee two. How how do you have it? I, I figured you what have you, it just the opposite. Think? I, have I think you have Tennessee one. Well, we just had a major win. He beat we, Illinois. We whipped Illinois. Yeah, eighty six seventy nine. Huge win for uh, for Tennessee. And so, we're ranked higher than Kentucky. But uh, yeah, ranked at number twelve. And uh, but the, you know Kentucky's at seven and two. Tennessee six and three. 
there's not, to me in my mind not a lot of separation between Kentucky and Tennessee. No, good thing they play twice, so we'll, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, Antonio Reeves for Kentucky, averaging eighteen a game. How do you say this kid's name for Tennessee? Connect the dots. Dalton Connect. Dalton Connect, almost 20 a game. He'll He's be the player of the year 19. in the conference. He's a dog. Mm. Yes, he can ball. Uh, Wade Taylor uh, for A&M. I have a little bit of something to say about that. He's got a uh, pretty good season started so far. I got A&M at three. They're seven and three on the year. Wade Taylor's a really good player. Stud, 17 points a game. Leading the league in assists at five assists a game as well. Well, they just lost to Memphis, and Ole Miss a few weeks ago beat Memphis. So I got undefeated Chris Beard coached Ole Miss at 9-0 third. All right. I've got them a couple spots down, but I do have uh, A&M at three. I got Alabama at four with uh, Mark Sears leading their team at 6-3. and three. They lost to Purdue, but no shame in that, 92-86. to 86. And then I've got Ole Miss at five. Uh, led by Flanagan. Uh, it seems like there's always a Flanagan. Always a Flanagan. Always a Flanagan, always from, a Flanagan. From, with Little Rock ties. But you're right, Ole Miss 9-0. and his, I've got them at 5 right his, now. His dad, who was an Auburn assistant, Beard hired him in the offseason, if I remember that right. So that's why Allen is, I think his dad's name's Wes, if I remember that correct. Then who you got, 6? I, I homered up and put Arkansas Oh, there. my gosh. Okay. What you put? I got A&M uh, at 7-3-4, Bama at uh, six and three at five, and I got a Auburn. They beat Indiana okay. by twenty eight points. They beat them by twenty eight points. I'll yeah. be, I just homered up, right? But they did lose to Appalachian State the game before. That there's is. flashes where you can see where Arkansas should be this, but there's also plenty of other moments where we worry whether Arkansas will even make the tournament this year. I'm glad that you don't have to go to the jungle for that opening game. I think if Arkansas went to the jungle, that they'd get beat by thirty. Luckily, Auburn uh, comes here. A lot of people getting beat in the jungle. I mean, that's some place to play. I. <laughs> I mean, you got three games in three weeks. I uh, th- th- this team is. I mean, you saw it in person. They they're just so inconsistent, especially away. This is going to be a year. You're lucky that Arkansas, with the exception of Alabama, which you have to travel to at the end of the season, you're lucky. This is a favorable home schedule this year. Well, or this team would not like. No question would not be going to the tournament. I mean, again, look at the schedule. I mean, Oklahoma, they're undefeated. They got a Final Four coach. I mean, Porter Moser made Sister Jean famous. That 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 guy can coach, and they got a good team. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no shame in losing to OU. There might be some shame in how it went down and well, basically got beat um, pretty pretty handily. The final score really doesn't indicate how. It was very flattering to Arkansas. They got whipped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but, but you know, Memphis Memphis is beating SEC teams left and right. I mean, Memphis is no joke. Nope. So. Uh, Almost beat Ole Miss too. You mentioned that. That was yeah. they should have three they, wins over they, SEC they, opponents. They, well, they beat Missouri, didn't they? I they think beat Missouri I think they too. Beat Missouri. Okay, the, the, I think they should have one four. of Missouri's two losses. They should have four. Then, I think Memphis like. is leading the SEC right now. Yeah, sounds like a best conference record. <laughs> but the schedule's been tough. You know, I agree with y'all. Got to win your next three games. You know, heading into conference season because you, you don't want to be hovering around five hundred going into conference. Season. I wouldn't want to be. Um, I wouldn't want to be a part of some of them practices right now. No. One game a week. What, what did he say last night his coaching show? They won't be getting bored? Isn't that yeah, what he said? They won't be getting bored. Yeah. And I don't blame him for saying that to this point. I, listen, Muss is probably not a guy you, you'd love to be around when you're winning because he knows that you got to do even more to keep that winning streak going, but definitely when you're losing. I think, if I remember this right, Danielle posted a picture of the Grinch in their bed. Mm-hmm. So I would <laughs> guess that uh, Eric was probably in the pool house after uh, – after this weekend, well, that was a uh, it was it was a tough watch, but it, hopefully you learned something from. It. That's the thing with basketball with thirty games, every game's not paramount the way it is in football. So hopefully you can take something out of it, and he can't say I don't know if they can or they won't play defense the way he needs it. That, that's what we got to get to a determination on. Can they just not do it, or they won't do it for him? I, that, that's what I can't figure out right now. Well, I think the. The thing is, the last again, last four years, it hasn't been the defense that's ticked him off. It's been the offense. Like they couldn't score last year; they were awful at shooting the basketball. But those young freshmen who aren't supposed to be blue collar because they're all American McDonald's guys, you're like, oh, they're not going to play any defense. They actually did. This team, on the other hand, has come in and it's like, oh, we're just going to try and outscore you. You can't do that. They don't have the size and agility to be able to do that at this point. So they're arguing. I mean, you saw it against Purdue. You saw it against Duke. You've seen in games this year, it's like, these guys can play defense. There's just no consistency when it comes to that. So, I mean, there could be a situation where they're, 
one of these older guys is going to get a spot taken by Layden Blocker because Layden, for all his miscues at times, will play defense and will give you everything he's got on that end, well, even though he's lackluster at times on offense. That, and that's what it takes to win on the road in the SEC. you got to grind because these, these teams at home, they're, they're all going to be tough. doesn't matter who it is, even Vanderbilt. You know, you've got to be able to grind out games and, you know, work the clock and play play a shot clock defense and uh, get the ball back and uh, hopefully score some. But, you know, they, they got a lot of work to do. Must has proven he's always done it. So, you know. Yeah, we got text here on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Joe Jasper says, Arkansas is not out of the tournament yet. They thrive after Christmas. Brandon Van Buren says, we're way more worried about this basketball team than we need yep, to be. But the reality is, you were saying this yesterday, they got into the tournament last year with an 8-10 eight, eight and 10 SEC record. That's not going to cut it this year. You probably, at, at a minimum, maybe flip that yeah. to 10-8. and eight. With non-conference wins over mm-hmm. Oklahoma, San Diego State, mm-hmm. UNC Greensboro, mm-hmm. you actually beat last year. They, I will say this until I'm blue in the face, they cannot have a conference lull like they've had the previous four seasons. If they do... Nashville's the last postseason stop that this team will well, make. They um, they did go up in the net ranking just by virtue of playing OU. Mm-hmm. Went up what nine spots from one twelve to one oh three. So, point being, you're going you're getting ready to play some teams that are all you know higher in the net ranking and will help you there. But you got you you still got to win games. They're right. not going to put teams in the tournament that don't have uh, notice. You know, games well above five records, well above five hundred. Here's the problem on that though. Right now, the SEC. The highest ranked team is twelve. You've only got two teams ranked in the top twenty-five. We're struggling to fill out the top six because none of these teams mm-hmm. are standing out. You're not going to get the net ranking you've been getting that's, the last several years because the top of the SEC true. is not as good. And I think some of us by design. You look at, I mean, everybody seems to be playing Purdue and Memphis and Big Ten teams. I mean, everybody's taking it on the chin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a good point that. The rest of the league, there's more of the league in the boat with Arkansas than there is the with Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. There are no slam dunks in the NCAA tournament from the SEC. Yet. Even the top two teams? No. Not, I mean, Tennessee you, and Kentucky? What if you went on a five-game losing streak? Yeah. It could happen. Well, if you're that good, it probably won't, though. It probably won't, Yeah, it could. Yeah. All right, that's your Pradco Pyramid of Power. I've got it. Kentucky, Tennessee, A&M, Bama, Ole Miss, and the Razorbacks. You've got I a Tennessee, Tennessee can, Kentucky, Ole Miss, A uh, and M, Bama, and Auburn. Okay, so uh, Auburn's the uh, we got them in different order, but Auburn's the one team uh, we uh, we differ on at that point. And you're probably more right than I am on that. But um, NIL stuff, KJ stuff going on. What kind of what what's been your thought as we've uh, seen this portal open a week ago, and here we are. Arkansas maybe has found an answer quarterback, or maybe not. Well. People are getting emotional this morning. They it sounds like they want KJ to make a decision, and mm-hmm. he's going to make it when it's right for him. And uh, you know, I think it's good to have yeah. quarterback competition. Uh, you look through the SEC and uh, teams that uh, only have one quarterback, probably outside of Alabama, usually don't do well. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. 
Taylor Green, Boise State quarterback or former, announced his commitment to the Arkansas football program yesterday. I think we're going to get him on tomorrow at 720. Excited to hear what he has to say about this team, Bobby Petrino, and anything else we can think of. So hopefully that will happen unless something changes. Plan on him coming on tomorrow at 720. 20. Uh, several Arkansas players have announced they're coming back. A couple of linemen, Patrick Kudis, Tykees Crawford, Andrew Shamley, and also looks like Tyrone Broden is coming back to the team as well when it comes to football-wise. Uh, Tommy, again, we're 260-some-odd days, I think, till the first game when they open against UAPB in Little Rock to this point. I would guess still the most pressing question on people's mind is, uh, where K.J. Jefferson is ultimately going to decide to spend his, uh, not just super senior year, his super, super senior year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. sixth year. Yeah, and that, you know, I, everybody's anxious for him to make that decision. Uh, but, you know, at some point, um, he, he obviously, well, you, you thought it had been by now, but I still think he's negotiating or looking for the best deal. I think both sides have been looking for the best deal. Arkansas found them a date to the prom. I don't know if K.J.'s uh, close to, to naming one either, but... It would be an interesting dynamic if KJ came back to Arkansas. You got Green, you got Criswell. You talk about competition in the quarterback room, you'd certainly have it now. Yep, you would absolutely. All right, some other news this morning for you. Uh, You hear from Eric Musselman last night on Eric Musselman Live. He gave an update on the injuries of Tremont Mark and Trevin Brazil. seems like Tremont's back to health. Trevin, still working on some stuff. T-Mark is back at full speed. Obviously, Trevin Brazil was not 100% healthy at all, but he wanted to give it a go with his ankle. He did not practice today. Probably won't practice tomorrow. Maybe practice on Wednesday. Hopefully, he'll be able to play on Saturday. But right now, just resting. Try to get him back to 100% because he played at probably 80%, 75% the other day. And we saw Trevin didn't look like himself in this game against Oklahoma. A little easier competition against Lipscomb, who I think is 7-5 and five so far this season. North Little Rock always brings out a good crowd. I know for Devontae Davis, right down the road, Jacksonville, Lane Blocker, played his high school ball at Little Rock Christian before transferring to Sunrise. This is a big game, not just for the whole team, but those individuals as well. Yeah, and um, you know, for Arkansas, I, I would imagine their players are uh, what's worse, getting ready for finals or, or Eric Musselman's practices right now. I'm not sure which would be the more pleasurable experience. Eric Musselman's practice. There's uh, <laughs> more pleasurable than uh, than finals prep. Yeah, yeah. Not that uh, not that getting ready for finals is fun, Tommy. But yeah, that's the. Uh, there's different difference on those two. Uh, speaking of basketball, Tommy, for the uh, the mere price, the, I want to go over some woo pick perks. For the mere price of $100, you can set up the equipment in the locker room for the team. Okay. Uh, for the mere price of $150, you can take pregame midcourt photos. Uh, for a basketball performance center tour ahead of the game, it's 125 The game day tunnel run out's 150 How much do you think it is to sit on the bench pre-game before warm-ups well 500 250 250 okay. and then this might be your favorite this is your cup of tea you get to deliver the game ball to the ref oh that can't be much 200 bucks 150 150 right. 150 so those prices uh you can do that before some of the games this season All i, saw, right. I saw that happen the other night you know um out there so it I guess you got to make a buck wherever you can make a buck. That's that's the deal with the university right now. Sounds like it. Last thing here, Peyton Hills, Jason Peters, Ryan Mallett, the late Ryan Mallett, have been added to the 2024 Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. They will be uh, inducted, I guess, at the 65th annual uh, ceremony coming up next April the twenty in 2024. So I know a lot of people are getting excited to see Ryan's introduced. Jason Peters may have the greatest NFL player for Arkansas all time and then Peyton Hillis a guy that not only has had a lot of success on the field but based on the recent story with him saving his kids off the uh off the field as well is he okay we got any update on him is he completely recovered well he spoke at what uh Little Rock Touchdown Club or something earlier this year so as far as I know I think he's he's doing fine I mean what a traumatic experience to go through yeah uh, i don't think any of us ever want to go through something like that that is going to do it for your hog update this morning it is brought to you by our friends at mr sparky you don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888 
Eight Sparky. What a wild two games in Monday Night Football last night. One featuring the Tennessee Titans and the Miami Dolphins. The other featuring the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers. Two great endings to two good games. The hold, the kick, the win to the Giants. Henry cuts it back, dives and scores, and Tennessee has tied it up with the PHC coming. Incredible rally. So Derrick Henry scores late. The Tennessee Titans are down like 28, 27 to 17 with a little over three minutes to go, and they win 28 to 27. And then the Giants kick a game winner and win 24 to 22 over Green Bay last night. I don't know how invested people were based on the matchups themselves, but they ended up being great games and two upsets last night in terms of the betting lines and standpoint. I, I was listening to the radio broadcast of the uh, the Tennessee game last night. That was a closely contested game, 13 to 10 and 13, 13. So, I mean, it was, that was, that was a fun game throughout. Former uh, Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis gets a big time yeah. win for the, the Titans. Derek Henry, of course, Alabama Crimson Tide. So a lot of SEC names featured in last night, but maybe the, uh, the funniest and biggest story last night. I didn't know much about uh, DeVito, the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, who took over for Dan- Daniel Jones. He's he's Italian. I think it's pretty easy to figure out based on his last name. Uh, his family, Tommy, I don't know if you saw this on social media and on the broadcast, but his family was handing out chicken cutlet sandwiches that, yeah. and pasta outside in the Giants' parking lot before a game. Can you imagine, as a Giants fan or any fan for that matter, you're walking into the game and you see your starting quarterback's family tailgating and cooking food for you prior to entering. They just had all this stuff and they were just giving it out to Giants fans before this game. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was one of the cool things that Chicken came out of this. Chicken cutlet sandwiches. It's a uh, something I've we're gonna be in uh at some point in time, I want to get back to New York, and I know I want to. Uh, I've had several friends that have been there recently, and they tell me that is the best. That's like the best sandwich they've ever had. Uh, people on Twitter, uh, K, uh, Big C just sent me a deal. I guess there's a fake KJ Jefferson account out there. It's a fake account. They made the it way. look real legit. But they made it look le- real. He just sent this over to us that announces his return. It's not, it's not legit. It's not legit. No. Clutch points. Well, unless KJ Whatever. only has 457 followers. Nope, that's not his account. That, that make sure not his account. When you, <laughs> when you do see something, make sure you verify that it is 1,000%. Yeah. They put a lot of effort into that. KJ's Man. account. So don't believe everything you see until you look at it right now. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. We did finally get Traylon Burks back on the field. I know that was encouraging for Hawk fans. It's the yeah. Tennessee Titans, as we brought up earlier, one last night. Christian, 28-27. to 27. Yeah, Burks did make a appearance last night. We will get to him in just a second. First, I want to talk about the Detroit Lions. Center Frank Ragnow was inactive on Sunday in their 28-13 loss to division rival Chicago. Tackle Dan Skipper, though, he saw some action. He played about five snaps in the loss. Yeah, Lions inexplicably lost to the Bears, who are awful. I guess they played a little better as of late with Justin Fields, but that's a team that's trying to win the NFC North and be one of the top dogs in the NFC. They've slipped up against the Packers. They've slipped up against the Bears. If you're Dan Campbell, it's got to drive you nuts when it comes to playoff seeding in the NFC. A lot of upsets this week. The 49ers, however, did not get upset. They took care of business against division rival Seattle on Sunday, 28-16. Dre Greenlaw 
returned to the field after being ejected last week versus the Eagles. He recorded two solo tackles and assisted on two against the Seahawks. So he's either on the best team or the second best team in the National Football League. Baltimore Ravens have something to say about that. He might be your best player right now in the NFL as well. I mean, Dre's, I know he's had some injury issues, but uh, him and Fred Warner make one of the best, if not the best, linebacker tandems in the National Football League. Now, this former Razorback, he had himself quite a game, probably the best of any former Razorback this week. Tight end Hunter Henry stole the show with three catches for the Patriots, two touchdowns against the the Steelers, 21-18 on Thursday night football. Yeah, Bailey Zappi, I think now 3-1 and one as a starter. They're hosting Kansas City this week and would love to see them beat the Chiefs and figure that out. Uh, anytime Hunter scores, it's always a joy for Razorback fans. The Mackey Award winner has had an up-and-down season, not necessarily because it's his fault, because his team has been horrific offensively. Maybe him and Zappi can develop some chemistry down the stretch. His teammate Dietrich Wise didn't necessarily fill up the stat sheet, but he played for the Patriots' defense. He had one assisted tackle. Cam Curl and the Washington Commanders did not play this week. They will play the Rams on Sunday in L.A. And as you mentioned earlier, Ty, Traylon Burks made his first appearance since suffering a nasty concussion against the Steelers on November 2nd. So he was out quite a bit of time. His team got the dramatic 28-27 win last night. Burks only had one catch for one yard. He was targeted three times. Yep. You take that, though, if you're Tennessee Time fans. I know the season hasn't been where you wanted. Tannehill goes down, Levis inserted, but anytime you can beat Tua Tungvaloa and what was at the time Mm -hmm. a AFC leader, you take that, especially on the road down there in South Beach. Yeah. Yelda Froholt in the Arizona Cardinals did not play this week. Nothing to report there. Monteric Brown made a huge impact for the Jaguars defense on Sunday, recording seven solo tackles, which led the team. He had a pass deflection, but the team was not able to get the win. They lost 31-27 to the Browns. On the D-line, Jeremiah Ledbetter, he had two solo tackles and assisted on two for Jacksonville. Monteric Brown, Ashdown's finest. I know a lot of people down there love watching him play. He's a uh, he, he thought just coming out of high, I mean, he's not the biggest kid, but that kid played with heart. We saw it in college. He was at one point Arkansas's best cover corner and evidently can still play in the National Football League. Love seeing him do that for the Jacks. At what point does Big C got to start including the NBA players? Because that might be even That's, a longer report. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a lot more, uh, you know, there's a lot more to report, like you said. We've had that early. That, is it the midseason tournament? What do they call it? They just finished up? Yeah, I think it's in-season. In-season tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Williams, our Jalen Williams, not J-Dub on the Thunder, was at in Oklahoma and, and Tulsa, the BOK Center, watching Arkansas lose um, to this point. He's on a team right now, him and Isaiah, on the one of the better teams in the NBA. I love watching the Thunder do what they've been doing. So I do want to mention this note before we talk to Tom. Tommy texted me this last night. I got a couple other texts about it last night. Kevin Kelly reentering the Arkansas football high school ranks as he is taking a job as the head coach for the Sheridan Yellow Jackets. I know our buddy Melvin down there in Sheridan is probably excited about that. At Pulaski Academy, Kelly won over 200 games in nine state championships in a near 20-year span with the Bruins, staying in kind of the central Arkansas area. Uh, I'm surprised it took someone this long to hire him. He's one of the best coaches in Arkansas high school football history and now coaching for Sheridan. He's been a part of a um, a, a private training business, and like athletic training business uh, in the last year or two. I don't, you know, I know he was looking for the right opportunity where he could coach ball and stay involved in that. Um, that business is my understanding from what I've been told that from people that have talked to him. So I don't know if it, it took a while to find a uh, program and a school willing to, to kind of work with some of the things he wanted to, to keep included in his daily routine. But, you know, I would I would expect there would be players that want to go there and play for him. And I would expect that uh, Sheridan football will be on the rise very soon. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, are they, are they I should have looked this up. Are they 6A? I believe that's right. Okay, I thought, I 6A thought, East, I believe. Okay, I think I thought they were 6A. I should have double-checked on that. But again, a, a big impact when it comes to the Arkansas high school football ranks. All right, before we talk to Tom on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, let's welcome in Church, who's in Russellville this morning. What's up, man? You know, there's a statue outside of the stadium for a reason. Frank Rolls. It's because of winning... 
Hey, you know, when are we going to get back to winning? When are we going to get back to a winning coach? Not just a winning coach, a winning AD. What's your point here, Upchurch? My point is you uh, have a head coach that's supposed to be a the best offensive line coach ever produced in the NCAA and has the worst offensive line of the year and had a year to walk out on the field and look at the offensive line and say, this is an SEC offensive line. Second block. And it never happened. Well, I mean, when are we going to get back to winning? I mean, I, w- I want to respond. Don't cut me off. I want to respond to this. Well, Chris. And I didn't. <laughs> just. Chris, you get one call show, buddy. Don't try and call it as a different caller. Second, again, he's trying to resolve this. I'm just as mad as you that this season went according to plan. And I, I got mad at Sam because we got sold a bill of goods on this football team last year. Plain and simple. He's trying to fix it. But in and, the season, you know, what do you do in the middle of the year? Once, yeah. you, you know, it, once the portal's closed, there's not many options a head coach can... Can do. And Chris, you got to figure out your cell phone connection. One call yeah. a show, figure out your cell phone connection if you're going to c- complain, yeah. moan, and do whatever to and this Put point. the lid back on the bottle, man. It's a little early. Yeah. All right, let's talk to hopefully a caller that's a little more sober than our friend Chris. <laughs> I think he is. Tom Murphy, who now joins us, Hawk Sports, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, I do want to ask you about Jaden Johnson because I know you just wrote about him, but let's start with this commitment. Taylor Green, Boise State quarterback, announced yesterday he has committed to Bobby Petrino. Uh, hold on. Sam Pittman, Bobby Petrino, and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, your thoughts on kind of early uh, early signs of Taylor Green? Yeah, well, it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Six feet six, um, tall drink of water, dual threat kid. You saw some of his clips, um, some great running plays he had, too. Um, his downfield completion percentage could be better, and that's probably something that will improve under Bobby Petrino. But I think it sets up a, a quarterback competition here for sure. Um, and, you know, going from a Boise State schedule um, where he finished strong, you know, the UNLV game, he played very well, mm-hmm. um, um, to an SEC schedule is a different deal. So he's he's got a, he's got a step up to make to be a, a, a strong quarterback in the SEC, in my opinion. Tom, I, I know you've had some readers that have been very complimentary of the Bobby Petrino hire, yet this recruit, this commitment, has not been as positive. Are you surprised that people have been so staunch and so bullish that Bobby Petrino's going to work, yet when he brings in his supposed quarterback, they don't seem as invested and as all-in? Well, everybody's going to have their opinions, right? And so if if... They have evaluated this kid's tape, and they like his potential. Um, you know, you already kind of have a feel for what you might have from Jacoby Criswell. Um, of course, you also have KJ Jackson coming in, and who knows what's up with the other KJ Jefferson? But um, I, I just say you got to let it play out. I mean, you can't just because he came from Boise State. I mean, doesn't mean anything. I mean, there, there, there's kids who. Have, been FCS level quarterbacks who've done great. So I don't know. Um, maybe maybe they wanted to get uh, Dylan Gabriel or somebody. But um, we'll see how this plays out. Everybody has the right to to their opinion. However, yeah. Any concern from you, Tom? As we visit with Tom Murphy on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, what what's your thinking about the uh, the lack of linemen that that have come out of the portal? Is it too early to have concern? What uh, what's your feel for where Arkansas's at in, in maybe retooling that offensive line? Exactly. Well, um, certainly, if that's w- what your goal was to improve through the line, you got one. Um, <laughs> I think that's where they are right now. Um, the Michigan State kids. So um, you you would want more if you're if that's what you're doing. You're you're retooling, as they said. But there's still plenty of time. I mean, there's still uh, two three two plus weeks 
almost three weeks left. Well, three weeks left in uh, while the portal's still open. So uh, I'm sure a lot of kids are weighing all their options, and they're they're probably in on some good ones, and we'll see how it plays out. How much of this that's going on in the portal, not just at Arkansas but everywhere, is about NIL, and how much of it is about finding the right fit? And then you also think about the life of a college student right now. What's going on in a lot of places? You know, you're getting ready for final exams or you're, you're in the midst of final exams. Exactly. A lot on the plate of so many people. And this is why December is so tough on coaches as well. Uh, you're trying to, you're trying to settle who, who wants to come back on your roster? Who do you want to have back? How do you plug those holes? The kids are obviously entering in finals. There's a lot going on. So I think NIL plays a huge role in it. And, um, and playing time is still a thing also. So there's so many factors that, that come into play. And, um, yeah, they really need to land another lineman or two for sure to, you know, to bolster themselves. And then you hope that there's the natural improvements from guys like Chambly and Kudis who are, are coming back, who are your tackles. So um, uh, it all blends into one thing, and you just you have to be better on the offensive line and yeah, that's the building block. That's where it all starts for next year's improvement. You mentioned those two linemen, Marion Harris and Tykeus Crawford also announced. Looks like Tyrone Broden is coming back at, at this point in time, so you've gotten some updates from some. Uh, we've also, yeah. we've also Tom, gotten some updates for departures where they end up. Chris Poupal going to Ole Miss at this point. Uh, do you think in the SEC and really across the conferences, do you think there will be a change to the transfer portal, to interconference stuff on the first-time transfer? Do you think we'll ever see a, a day in the coming years where that is nixed like it supposedly was or suppo- supposedly blocked back in the day? You know, yeah, coaches back in the day when they had uh, the power to do it would, would block their guys from transferring within conference. And it's just one of those things you don't want to see the guy. And it used to be kind of an unwritten rule in major, you know, in pro sports. Don't trade within your own division. But those rules, and I, I feel like in in, a, in the NFL and whatever, MLB, it's, that's long gone, and I don't see how in the world they could prevent. <clears throat> I don't think you could pass a rule that would prevent you from tra- um, transferring within the, the conference. And Arkansas certainly benefited from the Landon Jacksons and you know Matt Landers, you know, Land, um, Dwight McLaughlin's of the world that have come in. And you hope James Singletary makes a big step up the Georgia transfer for next year, but um, I don't see how in the world you prevent that. I mean, the rules are changing in favor of player movement and player uh, independence and things like that. So, no, that's not going to happen, I don't think. Tom, I told you I was going to ask you about Jaden Johnson. I know your recent piece was on him. Didn't have a great season two seasons ago. This past year definitely uh, made an impact and improved. Uh, What do you think about Arkansas getting one of their many players back, a guy in the secondary, Travis Williams and Woodson, and those guys are really excited about? It's going to really help to have a veteran presence back there. I mean, he's a big hitter. Got to be careful. You know, the Auburn thing, there was a a, – a block going on right on the edge when uh, the, uh, the the running back or receiver, I think it was Jay Fair, came around the edge and was stepped out of bounds. And that was one of the biggest hits of the year. It happened to be late and illegal. But he's a big hitter. Um, obviously, as a pass coverage guy, <clears throat> he could use some improvement. But I like his physicality and certainly his experience will help. And, of course, you know they want to get Hudson Clark back. And if they do, I mean, they've got a couple of safeties, uh, DBs with a lot of uh, playing time back there. So net positive for the Razorbacks. Yeah. Tom, real quick before we go, thoughts on the basketball team as they lost in Tulsa to OU. Is this more about defense or is this more about offense uh, What's with what the, where the Razorbacks are at with three games to go before SEC play? Right. It's a blend of both. And here's the cool thing about Eric Musselman. He'll just – vocalize what's going on and i think the biggest issue was their guards the the dribble penetration they were just blowing past guys and what that does it starts to break down your defense i mean you're drawing more fouls you're putting oklahoma on the free throw line they're dishing to open shooters because you didn't keep a guy in front of you and so i think playing time in the next few games before sec starts um is largely going to be allotted to the guys who make the decision to play defense i mean and in the case of, like, uh, Caleb Battle, he's a great scorer, <clears throat> but 
he's he's got to keep guys in front of him better. Um, he's going to get his playing time, but um, yeah, they're going to. And here's the thing: every year we get caught up in man, what's wrong, you know, with this team, and they find ways. Uh, and so at least Eric Mussman addresses it, and uh, we we will see improvement as they head into conference. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.